Welcome everybody uh, to a pop-up session of The Depot, a new uh, podcast that uh, uh, the team at uh, AutoSense and I have put together to talk about um, the transport industry. Uh, and I'm here uh, at the E-Road Fleet Day in Hamilton today to have a chat with our NZI Fleet Fit partners to find a little bit more about what they do and how they're helping uh, transport operators and ultimately uh, how they're making our roads safer. Um, it's going to be a quick fire session with only uh, a few minutes each per person, so uh, I hope everyone's on top of their game and good to go. Um, and we'll now just crack right into it. So first up we've got Mike Radford from NZI, who looks after the fleet uh, risk management team at NZI. So Mike, uh, you've got the microphone, very good. Um, please tell us a little bit about uh, NZI fleet risk management team and what you do. Uh, cheers, Greg, and thanks for everyone for coming along to this uh, afternoon session. So, at New Zealand Insurance, as well as insuring commercial motor vehicles, uh, we are fortunate that we have a dedicated fleet risk management team, which I'm part of. Uh, what we do, I think it's important to say why we do it, and my personal story is that uh, mechanic, auto electrician, business owner, um, 25 years in the commercial motor industry, in the last 15 years assessing, I was dealing with crashes and it got to the point where I was thinking there's got to be more to this and so fortunately with NZI and the fleet risk management team I've joined a, a team that is looking at reducing risk, making sure that people and uh, vehicles get home safely each day. Um, what about the fleet fit program itself? Uh, talk to us about that and how it helps transport operators. We're really fortunate that um, through NZI we get to partner with our customers which um, we get the opportunity to go out and talk to them one-on-one -on -one. and the aim is to really listen to uh, our customers' needs about what they want, how they want to look at risk, how they want to look at their fleet and how we can reduce that. The beauty of the people that are sitting alongside me is these are industry leaders in the transport sector and, um, and we partner with specialists because we don't have all the answers. So working together, we, um, we, we come up with a bit of a strategy and um, look to reduce and improve people's uh, behaviours, improve safety uh, with the aim of people and vehicles being, being, getting back to the depot or to the yard or wherever they need to be at the end of the day. It's a novel approach, listening to your customers and delivering what they need. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing that um, being able to listen, which I'm not great at listening to my wife at the end of most days, but listening to customers and, and actually just hearing what they want to tell us and not us going in and telling them what they need. I think it's really important. And then we're able to just connect them up with the experts depending on what, what they've indicated would, would uh, really help them in their journey. And it is just communication, it's listening and it's partnerships. Building solutions. Absolutely. Uh, right, next up, uh, Kelly McClucky from uh, Success Formula. Uh, Kelly, tell us about your business and um, what you do to help uh, the transport industry. Yeah, thanks, Murph. Um, as said, Kelly from Success Formula. Um, a lot of what we do is the people stuff. So safety culture, um, looking at the behaviours of, of staff, looking at how to build up your leaders, um, a lot of issues out there in transport with getting engagement of, of staff and retaining and staff and building good teams. Um, so we think the people part of a lot of the stuff that's changing in industry is, is really, really critical. 
Absolutely. Um, as far as safety culture goes, uh, what's probably one of your, well, what is your top tip for improving it? Yeah, good question. Um, look, I think culture is a really tricky one because people think it's something a bit fuzzy and they're not really sure what it is or how it um, helps them run their business. So my top tip is probably thinking about culture as, as building a really strong team and that has a lot of productivity, safety, financial benefits. But my top tip really is that it's led from the top. Um, we work with business owners and, and businesses big and small um, and, you know, like mum used to say, you know, say as I, uh, do, or sorry, do as I say, not as I do. Um, that is really, really true. Culture is a reflection of the leaders in a business and, and your, you know, your dispatch or your depot managers or, or whoever's working for you as well. Um, just remember that everyone's watching you, you influence it, and you also have the power to change it as well. Yeah, uh, culture is... An interesting word with probably a lot of different really definitions of what people think it is, but it, um, it's very challenging when you are trying to shift from one sort of a belief, a way of believing of doing things to another way of doing things. Um, you must have seen so many and had so many challenges along the way with trying to get uh, that changed within various you know, organisations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sadly, um, if often people come to us and talk about the cultural people behaviour when it's gone wrong, instead of doing it proactively and trying to, you know, yeah, get right. things right. For example, we're putting in some new tech, let's think about how we manage that change and how we manage the behaviours. Often I find out about it when it's gone wrong and there's resistance from, you know, from the people that the change is happening to. Um, probably my tip around is it hard to change. Culture is something you've got to maintain and you've got to work on all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's simple things like your communication. And in some ways in transport through COVID, I think we did a really bloody good job. You know, we were communicating more with our people. We were worried about people's well-being. We were having to you know, implement change really quickly as it was coming at us. Um, I guess I'd just encourage us as an industry to keep that going. Yeah, very good. Righto, uh, next up, Rachel Land from Fit for Duty. Um, great to have you here, Rach. Uh, tell us about your business and, uh, and what it is that you do to help uh, transport operators. Oh, thanks, Murph. Yeah, great to be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm Rachel from uh, Fit for Duty. So I'm actually a fatigue management consultant or reframe that as an alertness um, consultant. So I help companies to uh, look at their policies and procedures around fatigue management, uh, but I also run a lot of education workshops as well. I think um, fatigue management needs to start with that education. So what is fatigue? What causes it? What does it look like? Uh, understanding sleep and the relationship between not getting a good night's sleep or not getting the right sleep at the right time of the day has a huge impact uh, on fatigue. So, of course, um, in this industry where we've got early starts and long days and really prescriptive rules around our work time and things like that, fatigue is actually just an inherent risk in your business. Um, and so if you haven't already got some policies and procedures and, and that sort of thing uh, in place, you're possibly missing a big part of your risk management and, and hazard man management. So that's what I help to do with companies, um, including sleep studies. So if you have anybody in your workforce who talks about having really bad sleep or they snore and they wake up tired or they're having micro sleeps um, and that sort of thing, uh, then we do all the investigation from a clinical perspective as well just to 
um, yeah, have a look and just say, well, is there a sleep disorder that we might be able to help people with as well? Um, I've learned so much from you uh, in the last couple of years while we've been doing this and uh, just understanding, having more of a, a, a cognitive understanding of, of how important and just the key things that um, you identify um, that, that you know, makes so much sense but you really don't really think about it. But that, that the whole uh, the power of sleep is just phenomenal. It's much more, I think, than what we give it credit for normally on every every day, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, we think we're going to be fine. We think, you know, four or five hours sleep, we're tired, but we'll we'll be okay is going to get the job done. But it yeah. just doesn't work that way. No. Look, I think sleep's the most important thing we can do in a day. Um, so, yeah, I just really encourage you all to prioritise it. Um, yeah, it's... It's the most important thing you can do, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, you've got a, uh, a new part of uh, what you are teaching and, and uh, offering, uh, the alert meter. Yes, so very exciting piece of technology. So basically, the alert meter is what we call an impairment testing app. So PVT testing, or what they call psychometer vigilance testing, um, has been around for a long, long time. NASA have used it. It's used in research. It's basically a tool to help people uh, or researchers look at the relationship between reaction times and performance and cognitive alertness under certain situations, so whether impaired by alcohol or fatigue and, and that kind of thing. Um, so the test is really useful, but traditionally it's done in a laboratory, it takes about half an hour and it's not practical at all to use in the real world. Um, but we have now designed a, an app called AlertMeter. It's a game, basically, so you download the app to your phone. And it's using the 60-second test uh, where you recognise a series of shapes on the screen and you basically just react to those shapes as quickly as you can. And there are some memory questions in there as well. So basically, when we're talking about impairment, we're talking about the cognitive impairment that can be caused by sleep loss and fatigue and drugs and alcohol, long COVID is something people are um, talking to us a lot about nowadays because of the fatigue and the tiredness. Um, stress, you know, all of those things. All of those impairments take us off task and put us at a higher risk of harm. So this little 60 second game people are doing before they start a shift and then partway through a shift. So it's really exciting we're moving towards um, towards a more sort of performance-based approach than this prescriptive work time um, approach. So, yeah, really, really exciting stuff. Wow. Uh, might need to be doing a bit of that before I get in a race car next time. I, I think we should be testing you. <laughs> I think I should be testing myself. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Uh, next up, uh, CEO of AutoSense is Charles Dawson. Um, Charles, uh, give a quick overview for those that don't know uh, what AutoSense is all about. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, so AutoSense is all about uh, programs that try and help uh, or understand uh, the risks that drivers face, uh, whether it be uh, for uh, the Guardian seeing machine system that's uh, measuring and waking up drivers when they fall asleep, uh, distraction in the same vein, or uh, utilising simulators to uh, put drivers through their paces, make things go wrong, things that happen all the time out there, make them go wrong and ensure that they actually understand how to handle those and to be ready for those those moments as well. So, um, Fatigue and distraction uh, was something I sort of knew uh, a fair bit about, but um, uh, since I uh, got involved with, with AutoSense 
and started to really comprehend and understand uh, through you know, seeing machines using the Guardian system in, in the transport industry, just really how big a problem those two things are um, every day for many, many people, mm. not just transport operators, but every person driving a motor vehicle or operating heavy machinery, all that kind of stuff out there. Um, you know, just give us a few stats that I think will probably shock a few people on, on what's going on in that, in that space of distraction and fatigue every day. Yeah, well, I guess it's like any of these things. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the big things that, that uh, you know, a lot of people call fatigue uh, the ghost, uh, the ghost issue within transport. So why is something crashed? We don't really know, but uh, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. But what we, uh, what we started to see when we installed the, the Guardian system into uh, a number of vehicles, and I think we've got around about 4,300 uh, installed across uh, New Zealand now, and uh, we're seeing anywhere from 100 to 120 verified uh, sleep events a day. So that's uh, 100 to 120 people that driving along at 90 k's an hour in a 50 tonne truck and actually having a little snooze. And I guess the one thing I can say is it's, uh, it's pretty hard to drive properly, let alone drive at all, uh, when you are asleep. So um, it's, um, it's pretty tricky. The other scary component, is, as Rachel will attest, is um, if you have less than, say, six hours sleep in a 24-hour period, you may as well be twice the legal limit of alcohol. So it's not only the point at which you fall asleep, where we wake you up, hopefully, um, it's actually that whole period leading up to it. All of those uh, weird and wonderful things that's happened to a vehicle, um, you know, talking to some of our fuel customers when the, the big green hose has gone onto the red uh, nozzle in the fuel station and we've, we've, got, a, we've got a milkshake, uh, you know, why has that happened? How can that happen? And I think so often it's actually because uh, you know, someone hasn't had enough sleep and they may as well have, uh, where are we, Waikato, they, must, they may as well have had a, a box of Waikato um, before driving. So um, that's really what we're, we're saying is happening out there. So. Um, I mean, it's, it's having a big effect on alerting people using this technology to the issues that are out there. I mean, uh, you must have operators that have been, uh, you have had operators that, that don't believe that they've got a problem yeah. with their drivers, their fleet. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you must get some pretty interesting uh, responses to when people find out, you know, What's just coming? how big a problem yeah. it is within, within their, their fleet. Yeah, I mean, so often I, I hear a stat around that sort of says, uh, you know, 80% of people uh, believe they're a better driver than the person sitting next to them, and, and that's kind of a similar thing that we see. Um, often what will happen is, uh, you know, through the NZI Fleet Fit program, we will actually end up uh, installing a pilot, which uh, NZI very often uh, kindly pays for in that space. Um, the systems go in, everyone thinks that their, their uh, business is just awesomely managed from a fatigue point of view. We look after our logbooks, we do all this stuff. One of the things that they forget around uh, a logbook is uh, all a logbook says is you can legally drive for uh, 13 hours in a day. If you actually started absolutely wiped out before the day began, all we're saying is you can now drive 13 hours well well tired and so we'll install these systems and uh, all of a sudden overnight they'll have the first fatigue event and they'll get a call and and uh, from the from the guardian center uh, they then ring the driver and the driver will go no 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 sweet sweet road and, and I'll get a call off the other end saying uh, you know your system's not working it's just it's stupid and it's a pain in the ass and uh, I say have you actually jumped online and actually looked at it jump onto the uh, the thing on I often I'll take them through on teams and uh, here's old mate driving along with his tongue hanging out, dribbling, and, uh, and the, 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 the response is just like, oh my God. And then we'll go through another couple of weeks and, 
and uh, you know the chap I'm you know working with will say, uh, you know, well, Charles, what have you done to my fleet? You know, I've installed these systems, and now everyone's falling asleep all the time. Uh, it's just time after time that we see this. So, yeah. You put the system in the truck and all of a sudden the drivers are falling asleep. Very interesting. Um, Gareth Balfour is next. Uh, he is from CCS Logistics. Uh, Gareth, give us a rundown on uh, what you're all about. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, first of all, we're not a logistics company, so just want to sort of put that out there. Um, we're a one-stop shop for your data um, needs, if you like. So you're, you're here today because of, I'm guessing you've got E-Road in your truck, so... Uh, and possibly other systems, other camera systems that are on the market. What, I, what I've heard a lot of over the last eight years that I've been doing this is that we've got too many data feeds, it's becoming overwhelming. You know, our core business is moving freight around the, around the country and we just don't have the time to deal with all of this data. So what CCS does is we take those data feeds in, whether it's from E-Road or other systems or The Guardian or other camera systems, and we simplify it, we turn it into easy, easy to read reports that that if you like, you can act upon. So we do all the heavy lifting. We don't, um, you know, we don't expect you to sort of do any of that for us. We, we take access to your systems. We, we analyze all of that data. We, cl we clean it where we need to, and we present it in a way that's easy for you to read. So we've developed something called the, uh, the, the fleet score, basically. Um, and I've, I see a few people in the audience that have given me this feedback in a previous role that I had was, you know, we're getting a score from this, and we're getting a score from that, and we're getting a score from this other system. What we want is one score, and that's what we've done with the fleet score. So we've turned that into an easy-to-read gauge that shows how speed has been managed in your fleet, whether that's at you know, company level, whether that's at depot level, truck level, or at driver level. And what we're seeing is some really positive outcomes in terms of better speed management, because drivers are becoming aware more so than than perhaps previously in where they're speeding and how frequently they're doing it. So we're not about saying, you know, this is something that, you know, is really bad because we don't know what's, what bad is in your fleet. What we're saying is, is this is what we're seeing. We're giving you the information that you can hopefully make informed decisions around to say that's acceptable or no, we need to improve. And if, the, if, the, if it's acceptable or you want to reward that driver, we give you the tool to do that. But if it's something you want to improve on, we give you the insights to be able to, to make that happen really quickly. So we're seeing some really positive change come through the reports that we're writing. So It's, it's um, managing, it's amazing what you're doing, because managing all that information that is now available, you know, with so many different um, systems that are recording stuff, I mean, you know, finding a way to actually manage that and actually get something from that that's going to make a difference, so challenging for operators as a whole. So it, it must be pretty rewarding to be able to actually look at that, grab all the stuff that's actually out there that's being recorded and deliver something that is going to make an actual make a difference for the investment that everyone's putting into that stuff. Yes, absolutely. So it's, you know, absolutely right. So we, you know, E-Road is obviously doing a great job at collecting the data and presenting it into a portal as obviously the Guardian system is and other systems are too. Um, but what's, what is rewarding for us is that we're picking out the critical pieces of that information and we're presenting it to the, to the fleet operators that then gets translated to the driver and then the driver can see where they need to improve. And like, like I say, you know, it's not always about the improvement, it's about the recognition as well. So, that, yeah, that is quite rewarding. And, um, yeah, we're seeing some great results. Very good. All right, uh, that's us. We're all done. Uh, thank you to NZI Fleet Fit Partners uh, for helping uh, today. And... Um, um, helping businesses to keep their fleet 
and their drivers uh, safer on the roads. Uh, thanks uh, for E-Road uh, for having us along and um, that's another episode of The Depot. Catch you next time.